Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is episode number 31, You Are Gifted for God's Glory. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. Recently, I watched Quincy on Netflix. It's a documentary that chronicles producer and musician Quincy Jones's stunning career. Now, what struck me after I finished watching it was how he used every gift that was given him to the max. He plays a number of instruments, including the trumpet, French horn, drums, piano, keyboards, and synthesizer. He's a composer, arranger, producer. He led Frank Sinatra's band. He's won 27 Grammy Awards, and he's in the top five list of those people who've won the most awards, including the Grammy Legend Award. And the list goes on and on. So if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I do recommend watching that documentary. Though he's not a Christian that I'm aware of, he's a prime example of how you can empty yourself of the gifts that God has given you. Three years ago, I prayed for more margin in my life, and it came in the form of a job resignation. And so since that time, I've adjusted to life as a homeschooling, work-at-home mother who also enrolled in Bible college. I just graduated this past June. It's crazy how life can change in such a short amount of time. Homeschooling has offered a plethora of lessons, but Bible college, my time there, proved to be the best teacher of lessons and changed how I'm doing life. So during my first quarter, the running theme for me turned out to be, do you have a gift? Use it. We had a class called Understanding Your Gifts that focused on this subject. We took an assessment to determine our giftings and then discuss ways that we could use those gifts to the glory of God. I already knew what areas I was gifted in, but I knew that God was calling me out of the knowledge phase and into the action phase as he laid some new areas to launch out into, including this podcast. I used to be one of those people who always had a reason why I couldn't fully use my gifts. I wasn't trained enough. I was too old. I was too young. There was no place to use my gift in the church and on and on. The excuses went. But God used Bible college to challenge all of that faulty thinking. I also had a class called Principles of Faith, where God challenged me to step out on faith in the areas that he was calling me to. But I found it was so much easier to hug the shores than to wade into unknown waters. We also had a class called Introduction to Leadership that helped me to see that I have a sphere of influence where I'm a leader, even if I don't consider myself a leader in the traditional sense. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the story of Moses in Egypt when he went before Pharaoh. He was worried about Pharaoh not taking heed to what he had to say. But God assured him he was already equipped with the gifts he needed to go before this royal leader. Exodus 4 verses 1 through 3 say, Then Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. Now, I love that when Moses had a question of doubt, the Lord returned another question to him. What's in your hand? Often the very thing we consider common or uninteresting, or just that thing I've always done, is the very thing that God uses for his glory. God took Moses' ordinary staff, which he probably used in his days of shepherding behind the mountain, and transformed it into a tool 
that was to be used for a miracle. And he can do the same with the gift that you think is no big deal. He can glorify himself through your poetry that's hidden in the notebooks in a drawer or that singing voice that you too often compare to someone else's or that knack for organizing that you think no one takes notice of. You know you have gifts that God has given you, but they are just sitting collecting dust. What are you going to do about it? There are millions of excuses in the world, but none of them will excuse you from using what God has put in your hand to do. So might I encourage you to push fear aside and use what God has given you. What's in your hand that you need to use? And once you answer that question for yourself, you need to use your energy and your time to putting what's in your hand to good use. And you also need to not look to the left or the right once you find out what your gifting is. Stay in your lane and use what God has given you. I was in the fourth grade when this comparison trap concerning gifts tripped me up. Two of my classmates would go upstairs to the fifth grade classroom for math because their skills exceeded the level that we were on in our fourth grade class. Now, math was never my strong suit. So seeing them elevated left me with a twinge of jealousy. Now, in the sixth grade, a select group of students from our class were selected to go on a field trip to sing Christmas carols at a senior citizen home. Our teacher, Sister Mary Louise, she was a nun at our kindergarten through eighth grade Catholic school, walked the aisles between our desks listening to each of us sing. I can still see that day so clearly in my mind. After the song, she chose a handful of students to go on the field trip, which did not include me. I knew singing wasn't my strength, but I didn't think it was bad enough for me to be excluded from going. Math challenged and unable to carry a note, I wondered what set me apart. As a kid, I wanted those stellar math skills and that strong singing voice. But what I failed to see were my own strengths, like making it in the spelling bee, excelling in art class, being a pro at Chinese jump rope. How many of you remember that? (laughs) And scoring A's on a regular basis in language arts and English classes. I wanted the gifts that I didn't have. I never voiced this, but that grass is greener syndrome grew deep roots in my heart that I'm still sometimes working to uproot today. Then in the seventh grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Brazil, and he wrote me a simple note at the end of the school year that partly read, you were the calm in the middle of the storm this year. You have a special writing gift also. I remember reading those words and thinking, I have a special writing gift. No one had ever told me that before. For years, I had looked longingly on other people's talents without realizing the special gift that I held in my own hand. What a gift Mr. Brazil gave me in telling me that I had a gift. After that, I no longer coveted my friend's mathematic or singing skills. Instead, I learned to embrace and utilize the gift of writing that I had. In eighth grade, I joined the newspaper staff at my new junior high school, and later went on to be the editor of the newspaper and yearbook during my senior year of high school. In college, I went on to join the newspaper staff at Well, and I soon realized that this writing gift could be used to make a living, and I went on to get a journalism degree and later landed a job as an editor after a move to Los Angeles from Northern California, all because Mr. Brazil saw something in me that I did not see in myself. So taking the focus off of what others had helped me to see what God had already given me. Elizabeth Elliot said, it is for us women to receive the given 
as Mary did, not to insist on the not given as Eve did. This insistence on having the not giving, it's in all of us. We're constantly yearning for what is not ours while neglecting what has been so abundantly given to us. Eve focused on the one thing kept from her, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, while all around her was abundance of the things that were given. Scripture says, and out of the ground, the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. All of this was available to her, but still she wanted the one thing that was off limits. That's just the way we humans are made. And I'll be the first to admit, I do still gaze at other people's gifts and have to redirect my attention back to what God has given me. But I'm so glad that what God gave so richly to me was noticed by someone else so that I could acknowledge it and put it to good use. Might there be a gift given to you that you're devaluing because you put a higher price tag on what someone else has? You may have the gift of hospitality, but want to teach. You'll be amazed at what God can do when you walk in the gifting that he's assigned to you. And perhaps you see a gift in someone else like Mr. Brazil saw in me. Encourage them to use it. You never know what doors you may open up for them by simply naming and recognizing a gift in them. Now, remember this. You are gifted for God's glory. Use every single gift he's given you, whether it's in a small or seemingly unseen area like your home or on a larger platform. The issue isn't how big the audience of your gift is. And keep in mind that God is the biggest audience of them all. The issue is whether or not you value what God has placed in you enough to cultivate it and to max it out, just like Quincy Jones did. That's it for this episode of Unfolding Words. I appreciate you so much for joining me today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please share an episode with a friend or share it on social media using the hashtag Unfolding Words. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.